Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. And by the way, here on Free Talk Live tonight, it's Ian. And Bonnie. Porkfest is considered to be a very gun-friendly place. If you are walking around the Porcupine Freedom Festival, then expect to see a large number of guns. In fact, not only just handguns, that's probably the most common, but some people strap a rifle to their back. It's not unheard of. And that's, you know, one of the things that people really, I think they enjoy about the Porcupine Freedom Festival, especially if they're somebody who's coming from outside, uh, like somebody coming from a place like California or New York State, where guns are highly regulated, highly restricted to this freedom zone, which, by the way, New Hampshire for gun owners is essentially a freedom zone by comparison to California. When someone comes from Mexico or uh, Germany or something like that, too, they're like, oh, my God. God, there's so many guns everywhere, and it's awesome. Right, and they have to go and like do a gun shoot, right? Because yeah. they've never shot a gun before or whatever. And of course, those things go on during the Porcupine Freedom Festival. There are uh, what they call newbie shoots. So an experienced gun owner and shooter takes a group of brand newbies or pretty much newbie types out to a gun range in the uh, the Lancaster area. It happens in the northern White Mountains of New Hampshire, a very beautiful place to be. And they do an introductory, you know, here's the basics about gun safety, and here's some guns that you can fire, and, you know, you, you start small, right, with a twenty two caliber or whatever, and, and you learn how to shoot. And, Bonnie, you went through something like this, not at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but you did a... Women's uh, Defense League of New Hampshire uh, pistol training for beginners. Right. So it would be kind of like that, I suspect, but not just for women. Although, who knows? Maybe Women's Defense League is doing their own thing up there. I don't know. There's literally hundreds, maybe over a thousand events that are going to be happening during the week at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So, uh, anyway, to come back around to RFK Jr., he is this presidential candidate. He's kind of stirring up controversy within the Democratic Party because he's not towing the official line on vaccines, for instance. He's also not really towing the official line on some other things. I mean, he's he seems to be like a border hawk, which is a big turnoff for me oh, personally. Borders. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, he seems to be pandering to the right wing. I think to to some extent. I mean, not totally. He still, I, I believe, has some socialist viewpoints or whatever. But I mean, the guy is not a libertarian by any means. So I understand the critiques as far as, and I and I agree with the critiques. In fact, I was one of the people critiquing that he shouldn't be speaking from the main stage, and neither should the other non-libertarian presidential candidates. Yeah. Uh, be, they should not be speaking from the main stage either. The Vivek guy from the Republicans, Larry Elder from the Republicans. I think Tulsi, who's oh, yeah, pretty much a Republican, I don't think she's a presidential candidate, but like all these national people, these presidential types are going to be there and they shouldn't be on the main stage, but they are. I'm not the one who is running the event. I'm not the one who has made these decisions. There was a lot of controversy over RFK and his requirement of a gun-free zone. I mean, I didn't know this, but um, a caller called in last night and said he personally knows people who aren't going to Porkfest just because of that. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I, I mean, I. hey, it's you, your money, you do what you want with it. I wouldn't blame somebody who said, I don't want to give money to this organization. That's the main reason I understand. On the yeah. other hand, the last few years, at least, the Porcupine Freedom Festival has decentralized the event to the point where there's not a security guard standing at the front uh, gate 
checking every car that comes in to make sure that you got your pork fist badge or lanyard or whatever it is. Usually it's like a little uh, wrist, uh, wrist bracelet or something well, like that. Well, do you think it's kind of messed up to invite or like to tell people they should come without buying a ticket? No, I don't. Uh, because I think that it is a campground, first and foremost. Pork fest is happening on the campground. And this is what has shifted over the last several years. The problem with the Porcupine Freedom Festival was, at least for some time, that they had had total dominion over the whole campground. And they started setting really restrictive rules for the vendors on the campground. And eventually they there was this protest by the vendors who said, you know what, we're done with this. We're not going to abide by these rules anymore. We're going to go over here in this other area of the park where you don't have the, these rules. The Free State Project was still kind of lording over the whole park, but they were only charging vendor fees in a certain area. And so the vendors just said, you know, we're just going to set up outside of that area. I, I mean, literally 95% of the vendors went outside of the official vendor area and set up. It was a huge protest. But what so, about like, what if somebody comes and doesn't buy a ticket and then attends all the talks at the can't. pavilion? Uh, there's supposed to be security down there. I never got checked for anything. Well, not that's not my fault. It's not your fault. The RFK Jr. thing seems to be sprouting some flowers. There's some uh, some good things that have, have come out of this. And one of these good things is a, a lengthy screed from the chairman of the New Hampshire Democratic Party. His name is Ray Buckley, Raymond Buckley. Yeah, he's really bad. I can't remember why, but he's just so bad. Yeah, he he blocks me on Twitter, even though I don't think I've ever said a, a word to the guy. The things I've seen him say were just so incredibly bad, but I don't remember what they are right now. Well, you don't get to be the chairman of the Democratic Party and be a good guy, you know? And so here's what he has to say uh, in a letter written to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. about his upcoming appearance at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Wow, he wrote an open letter to RFK Jr. about it? Yep, and then they posted it on social media. It's now been reposted many times uh, because, well, you'll hear it. Here it is, quote, Dear Robert F. Kennedy Jr., We have recently become aware of your scheduled appearance as a speaker at the annual Porcupine Freedom Festival, or Porkfest, on Thursday, June twenty second, 2023. Porkfest is sponsored by the libertarian extremist organization called Free State Project. We respect your dedication to public service and your family's irreplaceable role in the history of our republic. However, we must express our serious disappointment and grave concerns about your planned participation in this event. I feel like they're just making themselves look so bad right away for positioning themselves to be like against everything the free state project is for when the free anybody that is just a kind of mild uh you know they're not really chained to one side of the fence or the other Mm -hmm. who is like hmm, what is the free state project and looks it up they're gonna see oh peace like you know not having the government have total control over our lives I just think it's so bad. Like, I don't see how they think that this is a good position. Like, we are anti-free state. It's eventually going to, like, it seems like because of, like, gun stock and maybe the Croydon school situation that happened um, in 2021 or was it 2022, whatever. It seems like there was, like, a big pendulum swift, like, anti-free state or pendulum swift. Oh, yeah. That's because the free staters are making an impact. But I think that 
that's kind of going to blow over because it's so unsubstantiated, like the hate against the free staters. People are going to eventually. Well, be I like, mean, from the people that love the government, ch- it's completely su- it's completely substantiated for the people that love the state. Yeah, but those idiots are trying to convince the people who don't care as much. Like that's yes, a, yes, everybody is trying to do that. There yeah. are people that don't care out there. They're the ones that end up making the decisions and the votes. Right. And I don't think that they're going to be able to be like free staters are literal monsters forever. <laughs> they they just sound. Like crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, I think one of the great responses to this is what is so extreme about libertarianism? Let's get specific. If you're going to call libertarianism extremism, let's hear it. What do you think is so extreme? He says their vision of eliminating New Hampshire's tradition of caring for the common good is fundamentally at odds with the values of the New Hampshire Democratic Party. Now, the Free State Project's vision has nothing to do with the common good as far as being against or being for it. The Free State Project is simply a migration of libertarians who are coming to New Hampshire to gather together into the same place to achieve more liberty in our lifetime. Now, does liberty mean that the common good will suffer? Well, it depends on what you mean by the common good. Now, when he says it, what he means, what the Democrats like this guy mean are, hey, those libertarians, they want to come here and stop our government forced wealth redistribution programs. Those help people because that's what a lot of Democrats believe. They believe they're wrong about this, but they believe that you can help people with government. That's why they're Democrats. It is stealing, Bonnie. Why is that? Because the other people who are working and, uh, you know, trying to make ends meet for their families Mm -hmm. who aren't on welfare are the ones that are going to pay the government to give people on welfare money. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have charities. I actually think that charities and um, non-forced helping of people who are down on their luck would work so much better than the system we have now that encourages people to stay on welfare. And uh, doesn't actually have any kind of like there's no heart to welfare. You don't go into a mm. bi- building and people talk to you about your problems and see the best way they can help you. Nope. People really care about you. You're, yeah, you're just, just gonna fill be, out this you're, paperwork. You're going to get handed some paperwork. And mm-hmm. it, a lot of the times uh, conditions for you to be able to receive any help include things like you can't work any more hours at work. Mm-hmm. Can't try to move up in life. Uh, you can't be in college and receive food stamps, things like that. Right. Uh, if you want to weigh in here, the number is 603-283-6160. No, just tra- drop out of college and then we'll give you uh, your food stamps and it'll be fine. But I think your point is that a an individual who is wanting to actually help people would give to private charity. Whether that charity is religious or not, you know, it's up to you. That's the nice thing about a private charity. Is Choose the best one. You get to decide which ones are doing the best job. Which ones are helping people in the way that you think that they need to be helped? You get to give them your money. You decide how much to give. You decide on what terms you give and to whom you give. And And that's how people get the most help, not through government forced wealth redistribution. So the people who are against the system, like the libertarians are, are not against the quote-unquote common good. Or helping people at all. In fact, uh, I think that if... The the best part about a free market of everything, including like police, 
security. The best part about it is if people that are you're paying to do something like um, police work, something like it in, in some other, you know, system um, that you're voluntarily giving money to to do that. If they're doing something like going and pulling over only Mexicans right now, they can do that and you can't do anything about it. There's you, nothing, have to, you have to pay for it. You have to keep paying for your police station, even if you know, even if you found proof that they're only pulling over Mexicans and you can't do anything about it. And I mean, it's not, it's not like I'm just making that up. It's not like that mm-hmm. wasn't happening in Arizona under that one guy that Trump uh, pardoned. You know who I'm talking about? No. Um, he's a terrible guy. He had like, uh, basically he was turning prison into like oh i know who you're talking about uh, uh or arpaio yeah joe arpaio yeah, he, yeah he, he's a real bad guy it was like proven that he was like telling his troops out or troops whatever his people out mm. uh the traffic guys to like pull over mexicans like you're gonna oh, yeah, most yeah. No, money he ran the mexicans tent city and, uh, most yeah. infamously and was basically forcing inmates outside to live outside in but know, what can Arizona you do in a, in a private situation where you find out oh uh, it seems that the uh, security guards that we're paying to, you know, do whatever are only harassing Mexicans. I actually have a special uh, call on the line here. It's actually a Jitsi call from uh, our friend Footloose, who's on the line with us from his home in Manchester. Welcome, Footloose. Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me all right? Yeah, we got you. Uh, the only bad news is I actually want to shut my camera off to you. You can keep yours on, and that might mm-hmm. help with the the latency. There's like maybe a two second or so delay between when we're talking. It should be it should be doable. Um, so you are calling in because there's been what seems like an unfortunate development. Uh, with the Porcupine Freedom Festival and your potential attendance at this. Now, for listeners that don't know you, you are a New Hampshire native. We actually first met you at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We had a three-hour-long, I think, interview of you. We did a whole show where you talked about your history. Great interview. Yeah, it, it really was. Yeah, I listened to that. Uh, we, uh, I think it was, at the time, the longest interview we'd ever conducted. Because normally we only have people in for more than, like, I don't know, a half hour or something like that. But really interesting Well, story. I mean... I wasn't expecting um, the, all the questions, but you, you know, asked a lot of good questions. So thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, and you got an interesting history. We've ended up subsequently kind of getting to know each other because you've been, well, sadly, targeted for your activism here in New Hampshire. Uh, we did a lot of uh, protests together during COVID outside of the governor's house, for instance, and you were arrested at least once there and arrested here and there in some other uh, situations. You've been charged with various victimless crimes for these uh, events that you've been attending. Um, and if you want to see Footloose in court, I highly recommend it. It's there's You've never seen court footage quite like it. If you just go to freekeen.com and type in Footloose into the search that should come up with all kinds of really interesting court videos. But somebody apparently got a hair across their butt about you attending the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, obviously, I don't know if you heard. We know Mikey called in and he's banned as well. Um, right. And then earlier today, I found out that Rochelle Kelly is banned hmm. from the infamous uh, free playground uh, play for your die incident. And um, so I was looking at the comments on that post and Mikey, uh, you know, was saying what he his situation. And I agreed with whatever, you know, he was uh, polite about 
his what he had to say and why he's being banned for whatever speech or disagreement between him and Dennis. And, you know, I know Dennis has his side. And I, I watched That's the, whole the thing. organizer for listeners that maybe don't know. He's the, we interviewed him a couple of weeks ago about the various things going on with Port Fest. He's the uh, the current main organizer of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And, uh, you know, he's, yeah. he's doing good work, but also there's always some controversies. Anyway, go so, ahead. So, yeah, so he um, he was tagged in the post or whatever, and apparently Rochelle's banned and Mikey's banned, and I was looking at all the comments, and it was Constance, who's the co-hostess or whatever, um, she was commenting about the situation and, you know, uh, saying it was because of name-calling is why Rochelle's banned, and wow. Rochelle put what? all the screen. Yeah, I'm basically. utterly sh- shocked. I, when I heard, like, last week that Rochelle was banned, I was like, why? And somebody told me it was because she complained about the way that Dennis handled it when her kid got kind of, like, molested at Porkfest. Correct. Um, close to it. And we have the screenshots to prove it. They're not good. Um, they're not good looking screenshots. Um, hmm. But, yeah, so it was over that incident. And people were standing up about, um, you know, it's being billed as family friendly. And then there's somebody maybe broke the rules with the nudity thing and came around. But people spoke up about it. But people should speak up about it and be upset about it. And if your daughter comes to you, your 13 year old daughter says, hey, some guy's making advances on me. um, And then you go and do something about it. Like, yeah, they there should be something done about it and it it should be talked about and that stuff needs to be stopped immediately and shut down. Um, You know, there's a time and a place for everything. I'm not a prude or something, but it's like, if I invited you over here to work on a legal case and then I turn on pornography (laughs) and then I strip naked, you know, it's, you didn't, that's not why you came there. You didn't know that's what you're getting into. Sure, you can get up and leave, but some people might be like, oh, caught off guard and afraid. And so, <laughs> you know, that type of stuff is should not be allowed. And there's a lot of contradictions. But yeah, so then I, they, she said, because of name calling. So I said, oh, I feel left out. I just, I commented, I feel uh, left out. I'm wondering why I wasn't banned. And Constance said, you are banned. All three of you are Why? banned. Let's focus in on something that I think you and I might have a disagreement on because, you know, we, we agree on a lot of stuff, uh, but everybody doesn't agree on everything. Sure. The nice thing about, you know, being able to disagree and still you know, interact and, and hang out or whatever is that's like, you know, how to treat somebody decently. Um, but you've, as I understand it, and I, I've seen a lot of this from afar because I was only there for one day last year. We, Bonnie and I came up, I gave a speech, we hung out for an afternoon, and then we had to be back because I was and on. Neither of us are in that pork fest telegram right, chat, right? So we don't see any of the, the drama in there. Um, and so I've been, you know, I've been pretty disconnected from pork fest for the last few years because of the federal charges against me due to the crypto six. But I caught wind that there was uh, a naked person who had or partially nude person or whatever maybe his junk got shown accidentally supposedly i don't know he was wearing a grass skirt okay down in the pavilion area during the rants because i was invited actually by carla to do a rant Mm -hmm. randomly i was and i did i gave a good rant um and uh during that he came down there and that's the family area and that's where there's none of that supposed to be allowed i didn't see it myself but mm-hmm. 
just a, a grass skirt and you know there's i don't want to make too many out because there's no photo proof or, or, of anything but it was it was inappropriate i mean there's food trucks down there you're half naked naked with just nothing just but this like little grass skirt thing i don't know um so i didn't see it but people were complaining about it who had children and this is the so i'm gonna i'll out to do everybody knows it's the body freedom village guy mm -hmm. so that's why this year now they've that's supposed to be a cordoned off area where it's not supposed to come out of that area right mm -hmm. and like i have no like i said i have no problem like i watch porn i'll go to the strip club like i you know what i mean but there's a time and a place for these type of things and like i have said i don't invite people over here and turn it into something else so sure. um under false pretenses it's not very consensual uh, so what else we heard about this interaction was the claim so obviously you know every side's got their uh, their story to this right so you know one side says that this person uh from the body freedom v village uh, i think his name is jeff uh jeff was inappropriately displaying his junk around yeah. children somebody claimed it was you know we're on broadcast radio here so we uh we we, we can't get too explicit Can we just say in a state of arousal yeah, state yeah. of arousal that's a good one uh and other people were saying that's totally false that this person who made the claim is like an ultra conservative state representative the who, other thing i've heard from many not, people no, not true is that the the claim went from he was around us i didn't like that to he was staring at my child, too. He was staring at my child and in a state of arousal. Like, why didn't you say that to begin with? And, I mean, none of the three of us saw it. But I think that we can also have a conversation just without any knowledge of whether those things are true. Right, about, right. Should he have been there in the first place? Should he have been place? there be, in the first place? That, I place? think, is really the, the big question. I was informed when I said, this is just a rumor, I don't even, because it's Constance, I didn't realize at the time that she was the co-producer, and like I talked to her, I said, Constance said it, it's basically gospel. So uh, it was Dennis, uh, but she said that I would be physically removed. So wow. she's threatening physical removal of me. Um, I take that as a threat, just saying. Yeah, well, this comes back to um, you know, a question I had with Mikey, who we spoke to a couple weeks ago. Uh, he is a longtime Porkfest and Forkfest attendee. He's been vending there for many years, probably at least most of a decade. And so he's well known in the community. Yeah, he's a troll. I mean, that's that's kind of what he does online. He gets into troll and in real life. fights with people. Not so. I mean, a little bit in real life, but not. not when I much. met him, I said, so are you really racist? And he said, no, I just don't like black people. <laughs> Yeah, he's a, you know, whatever. I don't I don't associate with him and I just don't associate with him. And but objectively, I can agree, I disagree with whatever I disagree with, but I can agree with him on a lot of these points and things and it seems even though I don't, you know, I, I don't really like the guy, right? But I don't see why he should be banned right. over whatever disagreement between yeah. him and, and Lord Dennis. And right. that's the beautiful thing, because, like, I obviously I don't I'm not even sure if he is racist because you can't tell if he's joking or not. Mm -hmm. But I don't appreciate that aspect. And um, there, there have been other things that he said I disagree with. But, but you I don't want him kicked out of the event. I think he should be kicked out yeah. from the event. In fact, I right. think it's kind of 
terrible. He didn't steal from somebody. He didn't, you know, set somebody's campsite on fire. He didn't do any actual yeah. uh, violation of another uh, individual. In fact, what we were told when we interviewed Dennis Pratt was that Dennis simply believed, without any actual evidence, apparently, that Mikey had gone into some organizers' meeting on Jitsi and had... Uh, you know, kicked people out of the meeting. I guess he, uh, the, the allegation was he had gotten the link to the meeting, come into the meeting prior to it starting. So in, in Jitsi, there's like, that's all you got to do to get total control of a room is you just got to be there before anybody really else. Weird. It's just, First there's I not, it's not a centrally controlled system. So it's just, that's just the way that works. And so whoever it was started kicking people out of the room. Eventually, somehow they got control away from this individual and they got rid of this person. And then apparently Mikey joined after they got rid of the person. And so Dennis said, well, one plus two plus three equals whatever. And just determined that that must have been uh, Mikey who did that, <laughs> even though Mikey denies that it was him. And so he got banned for that. Uh, and I think that's un- that is unfortunate. But the question I had for Mikey, I said, well, are you going to attend anyway? And what has happened to your campsite? Because he said they'd refunded his ticket to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. But he had right. not, as of the last time I spoke with him, he had not actually heard from the campground in regards to his campsite that he registered last year, the RV site where he vends from. And so I said, well, you know, if it were me, I would just show up, set up uh, operations during ForkFest, and then, you know, see what happens. Because he's always there during ForkFest anyway, and ForkFest is happening beforehand this year. So yep. you see what happens on Monday. See what see what they tell you. Yep. Record it. Get your, get your camera out and start recording it because it's, I mean, property rights. He rented that site. They don't rent the whole campground. They don't hold sway over the whole campground. Right. So um, until they do that, when they rent out the whole event and pay Rogers for every single site and carte blanche, then then maybe they can start dictating things like that and having these gun-free zones and, and all that. But um, And then Fest would get really big. Our very own Aria DeMezzo is on the line here from the campground uh, there at Rogers Campground where ForkFest has been ongoing this week. Uh, Some people apparently showed up earlier in the week. Aria, you showed up on Thursday, got the Free Talk Live broadcast studio all set up there at RV site number, I believe, 46. Is that right? That is correct. We are at 46. Same place we've been it's for considered years. Our site now. Yeah. <laughs> when I tried to book a different site, they said, what? "No, you're at 46." And I was like, "Well, we want this other site." It's been, and they're like, "No, that's someone else's. Just stay at 46. You'll love it." I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> it's a fine right. site. It's not too yeah. far away from the, uh, the entrance. We, I got a little confused there. We were supposed to have a different site, but we got 46? No, no, no. She asked for a different site oh. when we were yeah. negotiating the, the deal or whatever. And it was just like, no, nah, why don't you just stay stay put? So we're staying put. Um, so how's it going up there? Uh, it's great. I'm actually soaking wet. So is my dog right now because it started raining. It's very raining in New Hampshire right now. Mm. And we got back and like right as we got back and it started raining. So I had to go down to the site and, you know, let the tents down to minimize the chances of rain getting in. Mm-hmm. And so now we're soaking wet. It's absolutely beautiful. And it was beautiful all day. Oh, nice. I love how I waited until the end of the day to start raining. Uh, the wedding rehearsal, the big event of Fort Fest this year. Mm-hmm. Took up most of the afternoon. It was great. It's going to be a beautiful wedding. Hundreds oh, cool. of people expected to be at the campsite by is, then. Is there a plan so for, for rain? Is there a plan for rain for the wedding? Do they? What are they going to do? Yes. Okay. Uh, we're going to get wet. Okay. <laughs> nice. 
All right, very that cool. And of course, you're talking uh, about our co-hosts, uh, Nikki and Matt. They are going to be tying the knot at ForkFest. By the way, not the first time that's happened. Uh, Jay Noon, also one of our co-hosts, had his wedding at ForkFest years ago. I think it was like 2018. Uh, so the first, yeah, the first was, couple. Yep. Yeah. And you're going to be presiding over this wedding, as I understand it, as the uh, the presiding mistress of the uh, high reformed high priestess of the reformed satanic church. That's absolutely correct. It's a weird experience for me. I'm not used to doing marriages in general. I mean, uh, orgies are more the thing of Satanism <laughs> than like monogamy, right? So this is a new experience. And then it's actually going to be like licensed and recognized by the state. Oh, wow. So that, okay. that's also so you've got paperwork a to fill aspect out then. of it. I do indeed have paperwork to fill out. And that's, it's very weird to do that on behalf of a church that the United States government just, you know, prosecuted yeah. but yeah who, that's how who denied are. the existence of your church <laughs> right and then allowed me to stay out so that i could perform a wedding in the capacity <laughs> of the high priestess of this church that's a good no, point not- i mean it's not like they actually did anything like brought charges against you for having a fake church they can't There's do no that such charge. Yeah, exactly they can't do that so all they did was um make these i mean well in Ian's trial, they made the claims that all the churches were fake. Quote, unquote, purported. In a way to just sway the jury. But it's not like they can That's actually do anything. Like, Yeah, they just wanted to drag us churches. through the mud, essentially, was was what it was. So what else? I mean, how is it? They try it, right? But every, time, but every time the U.S. government has tangled with Satan, Satanism, they've lost. Yeah. How's it going out there? I mean, as far as the event, uh, Fork Fest, you know, you've been there for years. You saw it before when it was, I think you were there when it was pre the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You've been there through the three years where it was after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Uh, what's it? How's it comparing so far? That's right. I've been to every Fork Fest. And so far, it's difficult to say. I, I feel like I'm earlier this year than I am on most years because mm. presumably in previous years when it was at the beginning I would have come up on Friday is my general suspicion but people started arriving today mm-hmm. and they've continued arriving tonight uh, of course the lady who does Euros arrived a little while ago while I was out having dinner and Sweet. asked for help getting her canopy up and unfortunately it started raining right after that so no one's doing that but people have begun arriving of course uh, Sean of Chuck Wagner Sodas arrived today and Several other vendors arrived today. Many attendees arrived yesterday and, of course, today as well. Now, when you say attendees, are these people who they know about ForkFest? They're there specifically to attend ForkFest or they're just, you know, oh, we happen to be here early for the Porcupine Freedom Festival and they don't know uh, what ForkFest is? Well, there's obviously going to be a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, Nikki's wedding really skews the numbers, right? Sure. Like... She's expecting between 150 and 180 people here for the wedding, and that's that's a big fork fest anyway. But on top of yeah. that, you got people here for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So it's some of them are for sure. There's at least one person running around who I've talked to who is only here for fork fest mm. and who is not even staying for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Oh, wow. All right. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin... 
Visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Mikey is with us in uh, wherever it is he is. He's a regular vendor at both ForkFest and the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And I think, Mikey, you had agreed with me that, you know, that, that you think people should still attend this event despite the controversies, despite the, uh, the personality conflicts. Is that right? Yeah, I, I do plan to stay. And I did a little, a little update. I did receive a call or two calls from Rogers. They left a message, and I called back, and, and the person in the office said that there was she had heard about a conflict between me and Porkfest. Hmm. And the only thing I was able to say um, was that um, the only conflict is Dennis with me. There's no conflict between me and Porkfest. And then she had to take another call or deal with something and the call dropped. So I don't know the status of that. And so she didn't say, she didn't say, I'm sorry, but we have to cancel your, your spot. No. Okay. No. And I, I, I think they just don't want to, they just don't want to deal with this. They have so many other problems and, I think at the end of the day, if Frank, me, and uh, Rochelle were to show up, I think Dennis is a coward. He's just going to, you know, shirk off and do his, you know, bring his status and whatever other nonsense. Well, if it were me, if I were in that circumstance, I would be on the campground doing my thing, and I wouldn't go to what I consider to be the Porcupine Freedom Festival part, the official part, which is the pavilion and whatever other Porkfest tents they have. Right. I almost never go down there anyway. So I just yeah. in general, I, I make one appearance a week at this point because Porkfest to me is, you know, up in the Agora Valley and all that stuff. You know, it's nice to see some of the things. I will say I'm 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 uh, drawing down my my uh, vending a little bit this year because not because of this stuff. It was kind of planned in general between the theft last year and, and just I'm burned out from a lot of things. And and I'm just going to mostly enjoy the festival. I'm going to do my tours and. Um, for somebody who's sabotage, supposedly sabotaging the festival, I've spent the whole week designing and printing and putting together the most beautiful signs that will tell you what row and what tent you're in. Hmm. So you'll see these really nice signs go up sometime this weekend that will say, you know, RV such and such, tent such and such. That's handy. And there'll be a map. There'll be a map with the highlighted part, a little sticker that says you are here, and then I'm advertising my tours on the back of it, which will say campground tours banned from the schedule because i'm banned from the schedule and <laughs> honestly i think dennis has done me a favor because being banned from the schedule i get to be an outlaw now and i can adver- you know i'm just going to advertise the tours all over the campground and i did put qr code on the sign so if, if people want to contribute to the uh, closing in on 500 that i've spent on these signs um i i hate asking for money because i'm a giver but it i uh, people have asked to donate or sponsor so i'm just putting qr codes on it and and I've already received a few dollars in Monero, so very cool. Just posting it in a couple Telegram groups. So it sounds like you're coming up this weekend for Fork Fest, and you're going to try to stay in through because uh, you're, you know, you've got a campground, you've got a campsite, you've got a plan, and you're planning to vend. So it'll be interesting to see how things uh, shake down. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do more attending than vending. I may do a little bit of vending, mm-hmm. but I think I'm just gonna take a sabbatical this year and you know yeah. it, it gets tiring to to vend so it, sure. it'd be nice to you know patronize other people the whole non-aggression principle is way misused non-aggression principle can only be violated from acts that are malum in say things that are inherently evil so a point i'd like to make before i forget about the whole you know threat 
So let's say somebody threatens to assault a drag queen um, in their neighborhood if it happens. Now, if you think that's a credible threat, then why shouldn't somebody go attack this person? Right? Nobody's going to attack him because they don't believe it's a credible threat. And does it give you the right to just start, you know, assaulting other people? At what point? No, someone needs to be in imminent harm. And I've already said. Exactly. Are you taking steps? LRN.FM. You can't say that on uh, broadcast radio. I'll let you uh, slide here on this one, but just got to watch it. All right. We are on broadcast. Go ahead. Be really careful before. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't have a knife in your hand, it's just like people are spouting off at the mouth and Mm -hmm. they're expressing themselves with the best words that they have. Not everybody has the greatest uh, articulation, especially when they get angry. That's true. Well, but it sounds like you are still talking about aggression and like the subtleties of when a thing is or isn't aggression. But you'd, you'd said that you think libertarianism is beyond that. So can you identify an area beyond the question of aggression that you think libertarianism addresses? Civil rights and laws. I mean, I could pull it up on Google. I've been looking. I, have, mm-hmm. I don't have my notes or anything like that, but there's a lot more per- property, right? Property rights. Lower, less government and taxes, which are also conservative views. So, so property rights is a good is at. a good is a good one because generally libertarians do agree with the idea of property rights. However, what they don't agree on is how all that should really work. So, libertarians when they right. when they talk about um, ownership or homesteading, they get very uh, disagreeable. Some people believe that it's okay. To, for instance, come to an an unclaimed or what you know maybe claimed, but a large, uh, untouched land that might have a quote unquote owner in the current society. But they say, look, owner, you haven't put any effort into this land. You haven't tilled the land. You haven't cut the trees down. You haven't built a thing. You haven't planted uh, any food. You don't have any cows grazing on it. You know, so they say this is un- unapproved land. We're going to move here. We're going to improve that land, and then it's going to become ours. This is the idea of homesteading, and not all libertarians agree with that. Uh, so uh, I think that what you're talking about isn't per se about right. Does that become theft? Does that become yeah. theft when you take unused land? The chairman of the Democratic Party has written a letter to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And the only reason he's given so far, and we haven't finished the letter, the only reason he's upset about RFK Jr., going to speak of pork fest is because well free staters are extremists and also that they're going to impose a dystopian lifestyle on the people of the granite state is what the chairman whose name is raymond buckley and i guess that's what he secretly understands about the voting process that it's not a representative yeah it's not a representative democracy there's no Mm. possibility that one man can represent like three thousand others it's not it's not right. I think that the only um valid reason for a free stater to join and become like a state rep or a senate mm-hmm. in New Hampshire is to tear it down from the inside. So right. he is actually indicting himself and his cohorts for what they do. That's a great point. Like taking over and forcing something down the people who live in this area called New Hampshire's throat, but what the free staters the good ones are trying to do is put things in like, let's take the government's power away in this area and this area. Well, according to him, he's just trying to promote the common good. 
That's what he Because he knows believes. what's good for you. Right. And that's, that is the question is, well, according to whom? Whenever somebody says that it's for the good of the people, then you have to ask according to whom? Who decides whether a move in uh, direction A or B is right for the majority of the people? Um, there's not one person who would possibly even know that. It's, it's an individual question for each individual. And if force is involved, then it shouldn't happen, at least according to the libertarian philosophy, which is what he is objecting to here. He says in his letter written to RFK Jr., who again is expected to speak on Thursday at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, to some of its own controversy within the libertarian community, which we've discussed in the past, but he says, quote, we feel it is essential to underscore the fact that the Free State Project's dark dystopian philosophy, and he links <laughs> to something here. So uh, I've got the online version of the letter. Isn't oh, it okay. the bear? No, no, no. This one's different. He links to the, uh, the article about, quote, mainstream church group alarmed after Free State Project IDs woke churches. So there was a list. First of all, the Free State Project didn't do that. Correct. A one person acting on their own volition made a list of churches, Correct. and they pointed out to people which churches they had information on whether or not they were what this person considered woke. I think it's a little silly, but I also don't think yep. that there was anything wrong that this person did nope. or anything inherently violent. And the media just ran with this saying the Free State Project, mm. which they did re- repost about it on at least sure. Instagram that I saw. They, they posted it as in, oh, look, here's what one of our people exactly. did. But um, and apparently it was an exhaustive list, and it covered all kinds of different things. I've yeah. not actually looked into it myself, but, but that's what uh, Stephen Nass, who's a longtime Free Stater and Free Talk Live listener, he said this was actually a list that had all kinds of different information about. Yeah, no, it wasn't only about churches. who's woke. Yeah. It was like all kinds of information, and one category was how or if they're woke or not. And he would put things. I don't even know if it was boy or girl. Honestly, right. I don't know who made this, but um, and this quote unquote mainstream group that was complaining about it. I think somebody else pointed out that there's literally like four people that are in this uh, particular group. It's like a group of a council of churches, and oh. apparently not even everybody is a minister who's in the group. They're not even all from New Hampshire or something wow. like that. I mean, it's just really blown out of proportion. It was obviously a violent, threat. like a yeah, threat, yeah. like that uh, they were making a list of churches to attack because they're woke or something. But honestly, Insane. if I was a Christian and I was moving here, um, like... I don't really care if they would have like a pride flag in the in the window. So maybe I'm not a good example. But if someone is a Christian and they're moving here, it's a good resource to put together. Yep. In fact, if somebody is a lesbian Christian and they're moving here and they want to know which church was inviting for them, that list also would help them. It, it didn't say yep. anything like churches to avoid. No, it didn't. Say it that. just said that it was woke and it, it would explain why it would say like pride flag in the front window this is the kind of manipulation that these authoritarians have to engage in in order to besmirch the free state project they have to stay straight up lie they have to misinform and that is what this is all about and that's what they're actually trying to do to robert kennedy jr here they're trying to persuade him that this free state project is so dangerous so quote dark and dystopian dystopian that you shouldn't be anywhere near their camping festival next week it, said, it's like what what would be the worst thing that could happen for him appearing there he would find out what they believe and yeah, maybe home. if it was so bad he might leave but i don't know it's just crazy how these people use bullying and lying to get their way and it's so clear to me i wish it was clear to everyone so he then says and their actions have already had a significant and negative impact 
on New Hampshire, which nice. is, again, a very, very large endorsement. Remember, this is the chairman of the Democratic Party of New Hampshire, and there's a story he links to from September of last year by the Boston Globe, a feature piece about the Free State Project entitled, Free Staters Seek to Undo New Hampshire Government from Within. Nice. Uh, he goes on. Wait, Over the- have we read that one? Probably. Over the years, members of the Free State Project have campaigned to and taken direct measures towards significantly cutting funding for New Hampshire public schools. And then he links to the Croydon story where that actually did happen at a town meeting and then was subsequently undone by a bunch of status, uh, resulting in deep turmoil within individual communities and a sweeping statewide expansion of a school voucher scheme that is detrimental to our cherished public education system. He says also, free staters view with hostility our candidates, elected officials, values, and our party as a whole. Which isn't necessarily true because some free staters are in the Democratic Party. And I suspect that more free staters are going to join the Democratic Party. Because if they can successfully do what he says and take control and infiltrate the Republican Party at all levels, that's what he said, then... Good luck to the Democrats uh, to prevent that from happening. I know they're trying. They are paranoid as hell about new members right now, from what I understand. And not just right now, in the past as well. Uh, They were vetting people that were coming in more than a decade ago here in Keene. They were trying to keep free staters out of their public, supposedly public meetings that they're supposed to allow anyone to attend if they're a registered Democrat. So look out for more of that in the future. He says, we can understand that there are a few areas of agreement between your campaign and the Free State Project. However, we believe that these small numbers of shared interests do not offset. So he's been saying these Free Staters want a dystopian reality and they're Mm -hmm. monsters. But uh, we all also know that you agree with them on some things. It's like, well, is he a dystopian monster for wanting whatever the things overlap? Good question. Uh, He says, however, we believe these small numbers of shared interests do not offset the damage that the Free State Project's broader agenda has done to our state. And you know, I'm glad that not every Democrat agrees with this guy. Yeah, he's the party chairman or whatever. Uh, His name is Raymond Buckley here in New Hampshire. But there's plenty of Democrats that are willing to work with the Free Staters. Uh, Look, for instance, at our neighbor. We have a neighbor here who literally lives down the street because that's what happens here in New Hampshire you literally have state representatives who are, are in your physical people. yeah they're like in your area you will see them driving around and walking around and you know at the grocery store and things like that and that's because we're the most represented state like texas right. has the same amount or i don't know how what the amount is but say one no other state, state has anywhere near as many i just am giving example yeah. one state rep in texas is going to represent quote unquote a hundred thousand people ish mm-hmm. and here they represent about three thousand people correct So the lady down the street, um, you know, she's a leftist. There's no doubt about that. She's a member of the Democratic Party. She's she's younger. We also agree with her on a lot of stuff. And when it comes to the war on drugs, she's almost in full agreement with us. And so she posted something. I follow her on Twitter. She posted something about uh, there's this bill that she's a sponsor of that would actually make it legal to have drug testing equipment in New Hampshire. And she'd asked for people to testify about that. I couldn't. I reviewed it for the L. Liberty. Wait, what's it called? 
the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance? New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, so that way it would go into the gold standard, so it would get passed out to the reps and be, they would be told, this is good for liberty, vote for it. Right, and I also uh, spoke on it, not in person because I couldn't make it due to my restrictions by the federal government, but I did uh, I did sort of register a testimony online in favor of that thing, and she appreciated you know, the fact that we did that. She didn't say, don't apply if you're a free stater. We don't want to talk to you. We don't need your help. We don't need anything from you. I mean, that's, that's the difference between this Democratic Party chairman, this Ray Buckley, and the actual Democrats who are in the, you know, the trenches that are trying to get things passed in Concord. The, the, the real Democrats, the ones that aren't these total party slaves, are willing to work together. And another example of this was the Defend the Guard bill, which we've discussed here on Free Talk Live. There's a few bills like it uh, elsewhere in the country, and the idea is that the National Guard, the State Guard, or whatever they, whatever it's called. I've heard this. Is there a difference between the State Guard and the National Guard? I don't know. I don't know. But whichever guard it is uh, that the federal government can like call up and send to die in a foreign land, the Defend the Guard bill says that guard shall not be called anywhere by the federal government outside of New Hampshire or whatever state uh, without the express consent of the legislature. That's basically what the bill says. And there was, a, uh, I guess, some testimony about this at the state house this week. There's video out of Jason Gerhard, who's a Free State Project uh, participant, I believe. He's a state representative. He speaks in favor of it. And then a moment later, he's followed up by Jonah Wheeler, who is a Democrat, who also speaks in favor of it. Caller, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hello, this is Constance, the other organizer of Porkfest. Oh, hey, Constance. Uh, we heard a few things about you tonight uh, from some people uh, <laughs> talking about people being banned from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, ostensibly with, without being told why. So uh, I guess maybe that's why you're calling. Um, actually, you know, I'm not the one that has banned them, but I was the one uh-huh. telling them that they they were banned and was um that's a tough was, role to have well it is the role that i signed up for mm. and i do believe in property rights so um you know i i don't think that anybody has presented an accurate description of of what they've been told or why they were banned so okay. um so i would just like to clarify that you know, as a matter of fact, I went back and looked at the attendee chat on Telegram and actually warned Frank that if he continued with his type of uh, language that he was using in that chat, he would not be welcome back to to Porkfest the following year. So, what what type of language? I'm I'm just I wasn't there. I wasn't in the chat room. I, I'm really interested to know because if it's something like threats, I mean, it's really important to know. Yeah, that was basically it. Like the, the the discussion was whether the grass skirt person was was being sexual towards children, mm-hmm. and um, I obviously don't think that's the case. Dennis mm-hmm. investigated it. Dennis knows the person who was wearing the grass skirt, right? And anybody who defended him was then called names mm-hmm. by other attendees, and so basically the the bannings happened to protect the attendees, like. Um, from from being yelled at or threatened. Mm. So you're saying Frank actually did make issue a threat against somebody a, a year ago? Yes. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, see, I completely support you guys uh, banning him for that. And I actually really like Frank as a person. Mm-hmm. But the idea that he can just threaten someone and say he doesn't remember it and then not understand why he's mm-hmm. um, banned is... He does have brain damage, Doesn't make sense apparently. to me. But I just, I do have to ask, what's the difference between him and Maj Torre then? Well, the difference is that when Maj was asked about it by an organizer, instead of calling the organizer's names and getting escalated, Maj had a conversation with Dennis and explained his position. And I know you asked Dennis when he was on to give you a succinct answer, and and that's not possible, and I wasn't part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I can't speak to it myself, but that is the difference and the same with rochelle kelly she's now saying that that you know she's banned because of of well i mean her story keeps changing Hmm. but um but she's saying that that she was basically well frank said earlier like she um i read the screenshot she posted it a while ago dennis was saying that if you went back into the attendee chat you can't behave like you were behaving because this is a place where I'm going to protect the other people. So if you want to come back in and discuss this calmly, you're welcome. And she's reading that as him um, controlling her Hmm. her, her right to speak. And it's not her right to speak. It's her right to speak unkindly to people. So she was only banned from the chat room. Is she banned from Porkfest? She is banned from Forkfest because of her reaction to being banned from the chat room, and from her. From what I understand, again, like I said, I didn't mm-hmm. do the actual banning. Right. Um, from what I understand, it's because she continued to bring up an issue after the fact. Um, and what she posted today is completely revisionist from what she was saying a year ago. Hmm. So, and then again, saying that we don't deal with the problems, which. We do deal with problems the best we can as an, I mean, it's really weird because there's a large lot of libertarians. It's not exactly the easiest job in the world. No doubt. So it's really weird though, because the problem with her child, everyone I've heard about it from, I wasn't there, said that it was resolved quickly and efficiently. That guy got chased by a pork ranger and maybe several other people and physically removed from the porks like what else does she expect from from porkfest honestly i don't know but i i have one more question about uh this before we run out of time does this mean that someone like mikey someone like uh rochelle and footloose does this mean that they're not allowed at porkfest at the pavilion or it doesn't mean that they're not allowed to have a camping spot at rogers campground during the time frame of porkfest it means they're not allowed on Rogers Campground during the time of mm. Porkfest. Wow. We have an agreement with Crosby, the owner of Rogers Campground, that the only sites that will be rented during the week of Porkfest, other than the seasonals, which are pre-existing contracts, will go to Porkfest attendees. Mm. So obviously, if they are banned from Porkfest, they are not allowed on site. Is that new this year? Was that in, in the uh, Was that in effect previous years? Like yeah, the last couple yeah. of years? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> gotcha. you yourself were banned at one point. I was, so, I was. And 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 I know in, in 2020, you were there on the campground, but that year we were only controlling the field. We were not controlling the campground. But well, 
so other there years. was I so mean, there were some time recently where the Porcupine changed. Freedom Festival didn't have that agreement in place, but now it is is in it is in place. You're saying the only year that it wasn't in place was 2020, and that's only because we didn't even know if we could have the festival. Right. So we were trying to plan and and make it um, as as COVID restriction friendly as possible and still go ahead. I had, so um, had been back on the campground for, I think, a couple of years prior to that um, because what we ended up finding out, it was actually the Roger and uh, his wife, Roger Paxton, uh, they had done the research. Yeah, they had done the research into the Free State Project's I guess they have, you know, their their notes or whatever the note from the meetings of the board, and mm-hmm. they they learned that the ban was actually only in effect for a year. Apparently, that, no one ever told me that uh, at the time, but that apparently was what the decision of the board was. So I was only banned for a year, and so I guess that does uh, beg the question of: Is there a path back uh, for these individuals who are are being banned this year? Are they banned permanently, uh, or is there going to be, you know, a a loosening of this for them? I think there's always a path back. Okay, good. And I'm next year's producer. so Okay, good um, luck. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, um, like, Mikey, I've been encouraging him the whole time to have a conversation with Dennis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they talked on your show very reasonably. I was hoping they'd be able to work it out. But Mikey's next in-person encounter with Dennis, he started off by calling Dennis a dictator and kind of really <laughs> killed Dennis's desire to have a conversation with them. Right. So, um, well, I got to say, I really do disagree that it's any different with Maj Torre than Footloose because no matter what he said to Dennis it privately, he then went on Twitter again and reaffirmed his threat. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.